We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hey, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. So, Welcome, everyone. Happy Monday for those of you that are viewing on Facebook Live. And for those that are listening on the podcast, well, happy whatever day it is. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome back. Today's topic is, is going to be awesome. I, I, I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> I, can, I can just feel it in my bones. Um, it's called Power of the Pivot. And this is what I feel is the secret weapon to business success. Um, there are all kinds of books, blogs, webinars, podcasts, I mean, you name it, that talk about various strategies and concepts that can lead to business growth. Um, they revolve around areas like marketing, leadership, management, but not a lot on this topic of the pivot. And all the topics mentioned require some level of planning, but the pivot doesn't really require planning. It relies more on the owners and, and leadership to react properly when things don't go according to plan. So yes, sometimes plans go, don't go according to, well, plan, right? <laughs> so shocking, I know. Uh, so the power of the pivot is that secret weapon to business success, knowing how to react um, in the right way when things don't go according to plan, or even when things go well. And so today, my guest today, I'm really excited to, to, to talk to is uh, my good buddy, Alan Gray. I mean, kind of starting to use my this podcast now as a reason to reconnect with people. <laughs> so, and so, uh, Alan, I've known him for, for quite some time now. And um, he's, a, he's a pastor by trade, but he's definitely much of, much of an entrepreneur. He's got a project that I've been kind of helping with him last year. And so, Alan, welcome, first and foremost. Welcome to the podcast, and thank you for, uh, for accepting the invitation. Well, Robert, it's amazing uh, to be here with you. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, I'm glad you could, uh, you know, you could uh, be with us. And I know you're in your car right now, uh, but thank you for for joining us. And so, Alan, he's he's a pastor, or what you call overseer. Him and his wife um, Monica oversee New Vision Kingdom Life Center in Maryland, and dedicated to really transforming the community into the kingdom by creating an authentic encounter with God. Um, he attended Morgan State University, Lighthouse Christian College, Regent University, and has actually been offered an honorary degree. Cool. Congratulations. Um, and so he's a local and, and national speaker, um, but he's also, um, you know, his, his journey, I guess, not just being a pastor, but his overall journey has afforded him to get, gain a good name in business development and training uh, with national and local conference speaking. So um, people might be wondering why interview a pastor <laughs> on a business, good business program. Yeah. Um, but, you know, pastors, I always say, and, and I'm a pastor's kid, and so I'm not sure if everybody knows this on listening, but I'm a pastor's kid. And, and definitely being a pastor is like running a business. It's definitely like being an entrepreneur. Um, it's still an organization. It's got, you know, it's got a staff. It's got... It's got a budget. It's got, it needs to have income, right? <laughs> to keep going. I mean, everything a business needs, a church still needs as well. Um, and when you're dealing with people and running, you know, and, ha and have a staff and, and dealing with customers, or in this case, uh, congregation members, um, it's just the same as running a business. It's just that there's a, a greater cause to it. So um, I feel 
you know, Pastor Alan and I had this discussion um, a couple weeks ago, and we came up with this, basically brainstorming, not really brainstorming, we weren't being intentional about it, but we kind of came into this conversation where, hey, we should talk about this topic, the pivot, because we're talking about plans not going according to plan, and, you know, what do you do, and how do you react, and so I said, hey, this is a great topic, so um, here we are, and so there's not a whole lot of planning for this podcast, <laughs> other than the topic, <laughs> although I did cheat, Alan, I did write some notes. Did you? Okay, well, you got one step on me. But from there, it's going to pivot because you know, I, uh, and actually, that's kind of how I do the podcast anyway. Is I just kind of write a few notes, some starter questions, but then from there, it just kind of goes. And so, but so not a whole lot of planning um, today. Um, so we want to keep in being consistent with the topic of, of power of the pivot. So we're just going to go. Right. I'm game. <laughs> so you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, I don't know if you recall how we actually landed on this topic, because I don't. <laughs> I, I think we were just talking about how um, both of our our lives, or this stage of our lives, um, mm, it, it yeah. has has really kind of come from an unexpected place. Yeah. Um, I think both of us, um, what we have and share in common is that we are naturally strategic. Um, we're, 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 we're planners, um, we're thoughtful, um, and we, we like to, to, to think we're pretty good at it um, and, and not, you know, tooting our own horn, but other people have, have, have given us credit in, in, in those ways. And, and to the degree that we are good at it, that it's allowed us to arrive at different stages of um, peace and success, um, it, it, it still is relatively shocking to a, a, a degree that what we're presently doing, we didn't plan for, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that what we're presently doing is a result of um, technically the topic for today, the pivot. Um, we, we've pivoted ourselves into our present position um, in, in spite of how good and how consistent we are in our planning. Yeah. And, and so this is going to be a, a very good topic, especially for the perfectionists in the audience, um, yeah. because I think Alan and I are, are, are um, Perfectionists, I think we're, what do you call that? Uh, type A. <laughs> well, even, even type A's aren't necessarily perfectionists, but they're just driven, right? So, um, but we're, I guess we're uh, recovering perfectionists. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get. <laughs> there we go. We've never um, And it's, it's interesting because, yeah, you know, when, when things aren't, you know, when things aren't just right, you know, one of the challenges of being a perfectionist is a lot of times you move really slow because right. <laughs> you're waiting for everything to be perfect. Right. Of course, we right. all know. Um, that nef- ne- nothing's ever going to be perfect. Yeah. And so at some point you just got to move. Yes. And it's actually interesting when I, and I think when sometimes when people look at success and people, uh, they're kind of thinking, oh, there must be really good thoughtful planners, have great vision or planners and execute and all that kind of stuff, have all these other ducks in a row, all their ducks in a row. Um, but the reality is I think really the more the successful people are ones that are able to pivot. When a- absolutely. Are. Absolutely. I heard something um, within the last week or so um, that that said that if you are presently working on something that you can accomplish in your lifetime, you're 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 working on something that's too small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So so to the degree that um, being able to understand um, and incorporate the power of a pivot. Um, it, it, it comes from recognizing that even with the best of your plans, the, the greatest of your imagination, that if, if it is true that what we were created to do is going to require more than what we have and take longer than we've been given, then 
being able to pivot is going to give us the ability to have success mm -hmm. um, because you can't plan for something that's bigger or lasts longer than you do um, to a certain degree. So to be able to have um, that level of success that, that is overwhelming, um, that is far reaching, um, that is beyond your imagination or your plans, mm -hmm. then being able to make adjustments on the fly to be able to um, pivot from your plan to whatever is required in order to keep things moving is, is I think, that unforeseen and un, unspoken area that I think we're, we're talking about with respect to the pivot. Yeah, and, and and sometimes people pivot too much. That's and we'll talk about that a little bit a little later. <laughs> but but definitely the power of the pivot is is huge. And actually, you know, it's kind of interesting because when I look back at my success, because um, primarily a lot of most of my career has been in marketing sales with Fortune 100 companies. But you know, when I look back at my success, I remember people, well, my my manager, and um, even other salespeople would would just I was kind of known for being flexible, being able okay. to adapt. Um, and there's a some, some series of long stories early in my career with Bristol Myers, my last company I worked for. Um, and so, you, you know, you think back, and it's like, you know what? That's probably one of the reasons why I was also successful in sales. I definitely had a plan. We had to create a business plan for the year and all that. But being able to adapt to the circumstances um, is huge because yeah. the ones that can adapt, um, right. they just kind of freeze up and then they don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> not everything goes according to plan. And so yeah, I, I, I have a, a mentor of mine who uh, a couple of years back just really kind of blew me away and said, you know what, his goal in life um, is to, to, to be an ice cube, you know, mm -hmm. and, and an ice cube meaning that um, he's, he's going to be fluid um, and, and his rigid nature is only going to be to the degree that it gets hot. When it gets hot, it's going to melt. <laughs> so his whole, his whole objective is even though it comes in as an ice cube, if there is a requirement um, where things get hot, he can melt and then reform and, and, and keep things moving. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think being able to be fluid enough when you need to be, mm -hmm. um, rigid enough when you have to be, is, is really the goal of what it takes in order to find success in this culture that we're presently in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good, good gourd. Now, I wrote a couple of notes about some, I was thinking about what are some of the keys to set you up to be able to, to pivot? Sure. Uh, I think first thing is you just got to know, you do have to know the big picture. You do have to know the vision, at least some, the destination in a sense. But then I think the second piece is then being able to give up control. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I think that's the huge thing. And that's the hard part for us perfectionists is giving up that control because when things don't go right, we want to steer the ship right back over. We want to make sure we're right on course in that straight line that we planned out. Um, but I think giving up control is, is, you know, being willing to just give up that control is, I think is a huge piece. I don't know if you have any comments about that. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can definitely see that. Um, I, I agree with it. And, and something that, you know, I learned a long time ago is that um, the seat that really controls the direction of any particular organization is not the first seat. It's always the second seat, right? It's <laughs> like, your, seat. like our wives. <laughs> right, right, it is. So, you might be the head, but your wife is the neck, so yeah. therefore she dictates which way you turn, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, so, so the second chair always seems to be the, the, the position of power. Right. And, you know, we we have all kinds of different examples where, where that's true over the course of history. Sure. Um, and, when, when you recognize that it's the second chair that tends to run things, then that allows you to not necessarily shoot for control of the first chair. 
you know, or if you're in the first chair, it allows you to, to, to really rely on the person or persons that may be in the second chair. Mm-hmm. Um, so control is relatively a fluid and lucid thing. Um, and, you know, even though um, historically I've been in positions of power, I've been that first chair, mm-hmm. um, to your point, um, I recognize that I'm only as good as the person is sitting in the second chair. Yeah, um, I mean, so I, I try not to have all, yeah. you know, what is it? Uh, what is the saying that absolute power corrupts? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like so, in the plane, so I, the co-pilot is a navigation, right? Essentially. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The pilot might be steering the ship, but man, you need a co- good co-pilot. Otherwise you're lost. You're done. <laughs> you don't know where you're, you're, you're at. You got power, but you have no direction. <laughs> exactly. 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 No, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good word. That's a good word. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so much to that. Definitely. You have to have someone, someone good right behind you. And, you know, and you look at, when you look at entrepreneurs, typically they're the visionaries, but you definitely need people that can steer, that can really guide the ship. One that the, that's where the CEO or chief operating officer usually comes right. into play. Right? right. Someone that's very organized, really can, can get things that do the, the planning and all that to really to fulfill the vision of the, the entrepreneur of the, of the business owner or the leader of the organization. Uh, absolutely. And, and thinking back on, you know, our conversation we had a couple of weeks ago that kind of motivated this um, and being in this season where the pivot is really important, um, that, that second person, you know, there, there's, there's a scripture that says, how can two walk together unless they agree? You know, mm-hmm. being able to find someone who you can agree with, and agreement doesn't mean that you see things the same way, but you agree that your different perspectives are equally valid. So you need someone who can see what you don't see in an effort to complete what it is that you're planning on doing. Yeah. Um, so, so what I have learned, and I think part of the power of the pivot is making sure you do have someone who has a different perspective so mm-hmm. that you're able to turn what you can't see, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that yeah. I've met and I say, I can say that sometimes I suffer from if I'm, if, if I'm in a visionary season, mm-hmm. then I'm generally not the administrator, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I can't make it happen at the yeah. same time I'm seeing it. Right. Right. And, and, and being able to know that difference, pivoting the responsibility from, from me to whoever or, or vice versa is, is, is critical um, for entrepreneurs or, or business leaders um, to be able to, to navigate the waters of what this moment in the earth requires. Yeah. And you kind of hit on something really important is really having a good team around you. So, you know, the, my last three or four points and the key to being able to pivot well is number one, it's just knowing, you know, after you give up control, be willing to give up control. Third piece, it's the destination and not necessarily the path. You know, as long as you're going to get there, sometimes the pivot's going to require you to be able to go around obstacles and stuff. So yeah. it's, it's the destination, not the path. And then the last piece was have a good team around you, which is kind of what you alluded to. Awesome. And, and, they may be employed by you or you might have contractors and just might be your, your advisors around you. And definitely if you're married, your spouse, um, right. definitely having a good, good team around you because you kind of mentioned it basically you don't know your blind spots. And so yeah. you have to have people, good people around you that can help you navigate through those things. So not even just the obstacles in, in front of you, but just your own obstacle of yourself. Right. <laughs> right. Which is 90% of the battle. Yeah, exactly. That's usually the problem right there. (laughs) There's no question about it. You know, one of the things that, you know, from from a ministry perspective, you know, and and being a frustrated entrepreneur that's in ministry, um, you know, uh, one of the things that's really important from a kingdom perspective is, you know, repentance is your best friend. You know, being able to know that um, you, you, you start on a journey, you, you have the best of intentions, but then at a certain point when you realize that the best laid plans of mice and men often go astray. You have to be 
willing to repent. You have to be yeah. willing to let go and yeah. go in an, in a in a different direction. And I know you yeah. said we'll we'll talk about it a little bit, you know. But sometimes you can pivot um, too much. Yeah. Um, but 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 you have to learn the value of being able to repent. Repent is one eighty, is not three sixty. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the three sixty is the too much, but the one eighty is something that you always have to have there when you recognize that this is not the way it needs to go. So to your point a moment ago, that sometimes you know the first person, the first person that needs to repent is you. You need to yeah. recognize yeah. the decision, the choice, the people, yeah. connection. It just it was off, and it was you that did it. You know, yeah. you accepted, and yeah. I think that. Part of what this journey is, this season that I'm in, is I'm recognizing that, you know, I have to repent not only of the idea that I had the way that I had it, but sometimes I need to repent of some of the connections that I made along the way. Mm -hmm. That just because I've had this connection or just because they worked before, that now I need to pivot away from them because they're no longer conducive for where I am. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's so, so key, you know, being able to, to repent. And, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs really get, get tough on themselves and I guess, you know, myself included. Um, and, you know, whenever things don't go well, you really, I mean, take it obviously personal, um, call it, you know, failure, you feel like a failure and all that. I tell my clients, I go, look, it just didn't work out. Let's just change course. (laughs) I mean, it's okay. And it's okay that it didn't work out. You know, you may have to apologize, but, you know, own up to it and fine. You know, people appreciate just that honesty of saying, you know, I'm going to screw it up. (laughs) So, you you know, I'm I'm, I'm realizing, and I don't know if it was always this way, and and maybe it was just my stubborn nature, um, but I'm recognizing that my connections are are a little stronger or deeper um, when I lead with that, (laughs) right? Mm-hmm. That, that I'm here because, you know, I made some choices and decisions that just didn't work out the way that I thought that they would. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the authentic humanity it's of, of, yeah. of learning, you know, because I think we're in a culture where people are always positioning themselves as, as experts and everything. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're the second coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, anybody that can say, you know what, the reason why I'm here. Especially when you um, look at some of these Facebook ads. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> you know, the, the, the way I got to where I am is that I... I I failed my way to this place and I kept learning. Yeah, absolutely. It's about about the learning. It is. I, I, you know, I, I didn't that, that, and, and in being able to accept that failure is part of the calculation, Mm -hmm. right? Falling is part of the journey that leads you to the place that you want to go. You know, just like with infants, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. go from crawling to running. No, you, 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 there's, there's a lot of stumbling that happens before you actually get your footing right. Mm -hmm. And if we understand that when it, with respect to children, you know, still within the gaze of, of, of the pivot, the pivot could be the fall. You know, the fall was necessary in order to stabilize your steps. Sure. Um, the pivot is necessary in order to make sure that you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. It, it, I would love to be able to say that, you know, we, we learned in school that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, mm-hmm. but that's the only place that it actually really works. <laughs> you yeah. know, a rocket is, is off course, you know, something like 90% of the time between the time it takes off and the time it actually gets to its place. Mm-hmm. So pivoting is part of what it means to be able to accept that failure is a, a, a schoolmaster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pivoting is, a, is the response to recognizing that you're not all-knowing and all-powerful that you're not omniscient. So therefore, pivoting allows you to keep things in perspective. And then depression doesn't really hit you as well as it probably could when you recognize that you're not God. Yeah. <laughs> or not. <laughs> so do you have any examples in your life when hmm. you've had to pivot? How much time do we have? <laughs> um, <laughs> one, short one. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'll tell you, you know, quite, quite honestly, the, the church right now is on a pivot. 
You know, our ministry right now is in a pivot. We recognize that, you know, the way in which we've been building things, um, we, we were doing so with the best of intentions, but it's amazing how, you know, you can get so ritualistic, especially those of us that do plan a lot, that you you, you fail to to recognize the way that the culture changes because of the environment you created. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us are so good in creating an environment for our own success that we don't recognize that we do missional slides away from what it really takes in order to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you, you, when, when you start seeing that the results aren't working, you go back and you do that repentance thing. You recognize mm-hmm. the reason why it's not is not because you're doing anything different. It's just that what you're doing is no longer relevant for what is needed. Um, yeah. So I would say right now we're in a pivot and I'm having to make some adjustments and some changes uh, to the things that I'm doing on a regular basis. So how do people react? Because, I mean, this is, like I said earlier, you know, pastors like running a business. And so definitely when you pivot an organization, um, you know, people get, you know, some people like it, some people don't, right? <laughs> I, I, I would say most people don't like it. Yeah. Uh, how do you navigate that? Yeah, we're, 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 we're creatures of comfort. You know, yeah. I think that most people would define success of by, by, by some way of saying, you know, I've created a level of comfort around me, mm-hmm. right? However I define comfort, I've created that and therefore that's success, right? Mm -hmm. So when you recognize that what you've created, the comfort you've created is no longer going to bring you long-term success and you have to change that, you're you're disrupting people's comfort, (laughs) right? (laughs) So so nobody likes that. So so the quick example that I'll give is, you know, from from scriptural perspective, everybody's, most people are familiar with, you know, Jesus feeds the 5,000, right? Mm -hmm. Monumental event, you know, some people say that it was upwards of 15,000 people. So he does this on one day. And then the scripture says the very next day, those same, that same crowd follows him to the next place, wanting him to do the same thing. And he refuses to do so. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he not only refuses to do so, he offends all of them that ask. <laughs> right. so he goes from 5,000 people on the low end who were following him because of the success mm-hmm. to literally the very next day offending all of them so that he's only left with the 12. And then he pivots to the 12 and says, do you want to go too? Uh, so, you know, when, when we think about what success is, it is constantly learning how to disrupt your comfort. Mm. You know, yeah. the moment that you get comfortable, watch out because mm. you, you won't stay comfortable for long. So mm. you can stay in somewhat of a level of control if you're willing to be the one who makes the pivot as opposed to making it pivot you. Yeah, no, that's good because, you know, in, in business, uh, in an organization, if you want to stay relevant year over year, decade over decade, there has to be some changes and adjustments because the market changes, your customer's behavior changes. Um, you know, you have to be able to change. Like, So you look at some of these businesses, like we'll just say Blockbuster, they weren't willing to pivot with the technology, but yet Netflix, so then Netflix took over. And next, obviously, no, Blockbuster isn't around anymore. So you're comfortable because it's working. And you get you basically sit on your laurels in a sense, right. um, but meanwhile someone's going to pass you by. Absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. If you feel comfortable, if you're getting comfortable, then it's probably time to change. <laughs> you're in danger. You know, you're 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 in danger. There's no question about it. So I think that part of what part of the context for pivot is is learning how to get over not being liked mm-hmm. in order to 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 maintain love, right? Oh, wow. You know that 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 Christ was willing not to be liked in his time so that we would love him 2000 years later. Wow. Right. That, that <laughs> oftentimes pivots, w- w- the essence of a pivot to me is that I'm about to offend somebody or I have, <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm doing it because of the long-term good. I'm not doing it just right. because, you know, I'm, I'm being a butt. <laughs> I'm doing it <laughs> yeah. I, I recognize that what we're doing is unsustainable. 
right, that, right. that, you know, this comfort, whereas it's good now, if we don't make this change, if we don't, we're, we're going to be blockbuster. And I, I heard, mm-hmm. you know, a report here, uh, I think within the last week or so that there's only one blockbuster le- left and it's somewhere in like Oregon. Oh, really? Know? There's actually and, one and left? There, there's, there's one left. They closed. <laughs> it was two. I think there was one in Sydney, Australia. And then there's this oh, wow. one. That, the one in Sydney's closing in the next 30 days. And then the remaining one, I think, is somewhere in Oregon. And the one wow. in Oregon said, oh, we're staying open because it's now become a tourist attraction. Right? <laughs> this is our museum. <laughs> right, exactly. So they're, they're not open for the, for the, for the sake of the v- business. What's of a VHS talking. tape? Uh, right. <laughs> so so they pivoted. So, so now they're a museum. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, but, well, but that, that, that's the whole point, that if you don't recognize that things are shifting, if, you don't, if you're not willing to offend folks mm-hmm, in an yeah. effort for the long-term good. Well, that's huge. I mean, that's a whole other, other topic there because, you know, us people pleasers, it's, you know, you want, you want to please everybody, but of course, you know, you can't, especially right. when you're in business. And, and, um, and that's the crazy thing about being an entrepreneur or a pastor or what have you. You know, you have to, it's the balancing act. You, you, you have to be liked. You have to be attractive. You have to, to have some kind of um, connectivity with your audience while simultaneously balancing um, being out in front of them, giving them what they don't know, know they want or know that they need yet. Um, so it's, it's a wild, crazy thing. Well, and, and in a way you're kind of, you're defining your target market because you can't please everyone. You just have right. to please the right people that makes sense to your business or makes sense to your church. Right. You can't, you don't, you don't want everybody right. <laughs> because right. <laughs> Let them That's go to the other church. Other <laughs> yes. The way that we get to the pivot when, when you recognize, yeah. no, I don't, I, I don't want you. <laughs> I don't want you because you're not, you're not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you're going to drive yeah. me nuts anyway. So, yes. So, so is it true? I heard, I heard once a pastor say uh, that sheep bite. Is that true? <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, I've heard that sheep really don't have the kind of teeth that could defend them, but they have gums that'll gnaw the hell out of you. <laughs> right. So they're defenseless. But the, the ones in whom they tend to aggravate the most is the one who's protecting them. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, yeah. They, they, they buy. <laughs> shepherd. <laughs> wow. Well, Alan, this is, this is awesome. I, mean, I know we can go on and on, and we're, we're probably pivoting into a whole new topic. So, okay. we'll have to pick this up with another topic about pleasing everybody, <laughs> please nobody. <laughs> which, which is it? Exactly. Please everyone or please nobody. And I think that's what what happens when you try to please everybody, you please nobody. Please no one. Absolutely. So that might have to be another topic for another day. But uh, Alan, thanks for thanks for sharing, um, being on there. Uh, I'm sure if people people take this to heart, it'll really help them in the organization. Any last thoughts before you leave? Well, I I, I so appreciate you um, doing this. Um, Just the work that you do uh, is is so needed. Um, And and this particular topic. Uh, is is something that that I, I don't know there's enough discourse around. Um, people just need to know that uh, being fluid is critical, you know, mm-hmm. in, in this in this place where everybody's trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect is overrated. Um, yeah. Just just really work on um, identifying who you are and and be willing to grow. You know, yeah. who you were yesterday doesn't doesn't have to dictate who you're going to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of us really need to pivot off of that because who we were yesterday is killing us today. Wow. Awesome. Well, a great way to end it. Um, so how can people reach you? You know, they want to contact you and say, Hey, I need some good counsel. 
I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now, what we're doing is we're doing a, a Wisdom 31 um, series. Oh, yeah, that's right. um, we're, we're walking through the book of Proverbs. So if you want to know a little bit more about what we're doing, um, then they can just simply, you know, text hashtag Wisdom 31 to the, to the number 40691. Hashtag Wisdom 31, one word, to 40691. You'll be able to get plugged into some of the things that we're doing right now because um, we're in a pivot season and we want to make sure that we're walking in, in the greatest wisdom possible in order to do so. Awesome. Proverbs is a great book for that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, the, the 22nd of this month, there's an awesome one. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, <laughs> it, you really, uh, if you don't plug into any other one, the twenty second is the one you want to because I, there's a special guest that's click, clicking in that uh, yeah. I, I'm sure you can't guess who it is. Yeah, so I'm plugging myself, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> but hey, thanks again, and uh, my best to your to your mother in law. Your mother in law, right? Yes, yes. In the hospital, uh, but again, thanks for joining us, and thank you everyone for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have a business question or topic that you'd like to hear more about, email me directly at prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com. Or, or just go straight to the Facebook page and leave your comments there, uh, Purpose and Profitability uh, Facebook page. And then tune in again next week as I go live. And thank you again for listening. This is Robert Fakui. Remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit PurposeAndProfit.com.